Welcome in another episode of You've Been Watching. I am engineer and producer Eric Dorsch. That's engineer and producer Brian Morton. We're the behind the scenes guy, and as you know, the behind the scenes guys have the most to say and the best things to say. Brian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, last couple weeks we've been kind of bouncing all around, trying different things. DC, Marvel. Last week we did franchises. This week we decided to focus in on one thing and one thing only, and that is the Amazon Prime show that has just come out, big hit, Jack Reacher. Which I know you you and you said you and Bev got through like that. Oh Same yeah, with me turned it on and couldn't turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the best shows I've seen on Amazon in a long time. I, the last one that grabbed me like that was, uh, and I'm still. It shows you how much it grabbed me early on, and then I lost on it was the boys, which they put out. You know, just the idea yeah. of evil su- or superheroes not being good people just it seemed to fascinate me for some reason. Oh I, yeah, I, I, was, I don't know why. I came to that late after you told me about it, and it is. It's very very good because it's well written and it is what would Superman be like if he was a bad guy? It's like, exactly. Or, or like it's that idea of, you know, Superman and all these guys, which, you know, again, we're, we're trying to stick to one thing, but <laughs> Superman and all that, they came out back in like the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and all that. And it was, there wasn't all this publicity and marketing and all that is. Right. What would happen if Superman arrived on Earth in 2000 and by the time he was 20, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's merchandising. And it's like, what if he had an endorsement? What if Superman saved someone and said, this save was brought to you? by Ford, <laughs> Ford Motor Company. And it's like, wow, that's kind of, it's, it's or, true. Or just decided, I could do anything I want. I'm not doing that. Exactly. It's like, you need to save us. No, not yeah. unless you give me some money. <laughs> it's you true. Know. All right, well, that's anyway. all about publicity and fame. We're talking about someone who wants none of that. That's Jack Reacher, the guy that walks yeah. around with 100 bucks in his pocket and changes his clothes <laughs> once every 10 years is what it seems to No, he changes, up, he changes clothes every episode because <laughs> the ladies like to see him without the shirt on. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're going to get to the whole ladies part of this because uh, I know your wife was a fan of it. And, but I have a little oh, yeah. problem with the lady thing that they tried to tie in it. Uh, in the show. But before we get to a Jack Reacher, former military police, kind of did his thing in the military. He's mm-hmm. kind of above and beyond exceptional and just got out of the military. And now he's, for lack of better words, he wanders around and he just helps people when, right. when he needs to help people. He's, he's going through uh, town. He wants to go see this old famous musician. And he kind of stumbles on the fact that he's big from out of town and he looks suspicious. So let's arrest him. Yeah. Well... I got more of the impression that the, somebody had been killed and he was the new guy in town. And so they exactly. tied those together. And that's why they arrested him. Exactly. He did. I, it was funny. And uh, I, it was totally inadvertent. I read it the wrong way. But while he's being questioned in the police station, he comments about how he figures out the, the problem before or the, the mystery before anyone else can figure it out. And all he has is small details. But he makes the comment about uh, big people never have enough room. For yes. their legs, and I was like, "That feels like a Tom Cruise dig to me." Jack Reacher <laughs> t- tying in that. I, just, I didn't even think about that, but it probably was. Uh, for uh, you're hearing us talk about Jack Reacher, obviously Jack Reacher, uh, a novel, very famous well, uh, by I believe it's Lee Childs. Yeah, Jack Reacher was the movie. This is just called Reacher. Reacher. I, yeah, it's true. Uh, but many books. Then Tom Cruise made the movies as the character. We were talking about it the other day, kind of doing our little pre, pre-chat about it. I never disliked the movies. I, I, I like the movies and everything to it. But like we both said, it's hard to wrap your head around it being Tom Cruise. Yeah, I can't, I can't get past the jumping on Oprah's couch crazy person Tom Cruise. And that's all I see. 
anytime I see Tom Cruise now, it's ruined everything he does for me. And I just, you know, and I can't picture Jack Reacher jumping up and down on a couch. Plus, he's what? He's like five foot nothing. And in the books, the character is described as six five and a mountain of a man. And it's like, well, Tom Cruise is clearly not that. He's so, a hell. He's a hell at night. And I, I'm not saying little guys can't beat people up. No, that's not it. It's just, it's not believable to me. In this series, this guy made me believe. It was like, yeah, if he punched me, I'm losing several teeth right oh. off the bat. Yeah. See, obviously, because this is radio, you can't see us. I'm about an inch taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. Brian's a little bit taller than both of those, both of us. So he sees everybody as a little smaller. Well, I'm only six one. This guy is like six <laughs> oh, five he's, he's big, and uh, and all muscle. Yeah. I'm clearly not all muscle. <laughs> uh, the, the guy playing Jack Reacher, by the way, I, I completely love the casting. He's perfect for it. Alan Richardson. Uh, for those who don't know, he was in he was in Teen Titans. He played Hawk. He was in uh, Blue Mountain State, which is one of my favorite shows. Smallville. He played Aquaman. Smallville. In Smallville. He was he was Aquaman in Smallville. So he's kind of been in that superhero universe. Uh, I loved him most for, like I said, Blue Mountain State, comedy on Spike about football, played the dumb linebacker who was just comedic relief, and he was great in it. But he really does look that part. And I, I told you... The first scene, it's like one of the first scenes. He's going to walk into the diner because he wants his pie and he wants his cup of coffee. A guy comes out with his girlfriend and he's got her by the arm. He throws her into the van and he's cussing her out and so pissed. And Reacher just stands there and stares. And the guy turns around, thinks, you know, what are you looking at? You want to go? And he just stands there and stares. And you can almost see in that moment, it's like, this guy is so intimidating. He doesn't have to say a single word because the guy goes from, I'm going to knock your teeth out to, oh, you're going to hurt me. I'm sorry. I won't ever do it again, sir. And it's like, it almost was like when he said that. He said, won't happen again. Your thought is, how, how do we know it won't happen again? Oh, it's because he's afraid this guy's going to know right. it happened again. And it, it was that was when it hooked me. It was like, all right, let's see what this is. That whole sequence, I went, oh, man, because he doesn't say a word. He just looks at the guy. He doesn't growl. He doesn't make a noise. His, his facial expression never changes. But this guy goes from tough guy to... Uh oh! I better watch it. This guy's completely confident that he could destroy me without even moving. Well, like, but it, you and said apologizes. destroy me without even moving, and yeah. I, and I completely agree. That part really grabbed me because I was like, okay, I'm in this world. I know what you're talking about. But it was actually what happened about a minute and a half later when he's sitting there. He cuts the pie. He puts it in his mouth, and two cop cars roll up, and you see him look around and realize it's not worth it. I could I could win this fight. I could, yeah. I could take out these cops. I could get out of here. Not a thing. There are kids sitting at the counter there's a family there's a nice lady who's just very kind to me yeah. it's easier to put the ten dollars on the table put my hands up i know i didn't do anything wrong right let and let you that spoke to me to the character is like yeah. number one they're cops and he's a good guy good guys don't fight cops mm-hmm. number two there's all the civilians around and it's like you're right he's like yeah i could probably win this but I've got nothing to fear, so I'll just go with them and we'll deal with it from there. Yeah. You know, and plus he's an ex-military police, supposedly, so police respect police. Like, I'll go with you and we'll straighten this out. It was. And you, but you could see he respected police. Yeah. And it was that thing, though. I'm sitting there going, I, I see them pull up. He's got the, He's ready to take the bite of pie. And I'm like, is he going to, like, take out two cops? Because <laughs> in the movies, which don't necessarily always tie, right. he, he does not necessarily have as much respect for cops yeah. as, as in this. And I'm like, are we going to see, like, is this going to start with him on the run? And it's like, no, because you, know you know that he works with the cops and all that. It's like he's got to get back there somehow. So, uh, uh, but 
I did like that. It, it really it showed how imposing this guy is without him ever really having to say a word in that whole five minutes. I think he says two lines the entire time, and it's yeah. thank you. And, and he's confident enough in his ability and that in his innocence that it's like, yeah, I'll go with you. We'll straighten this out. And if we can't straighten it out, like at the one point where he snaps off the uh, yeah the the tie cuffs. It was like, snap, here do we recycle. It's like he's confident enough to go, yeah, I, I'll go with you because there's really nothing you can do to hurt me. Let's go, and we'll figure this out down the road. But it's also that sign, like because, like you said, he snaps the, the zip ties because the handcuffs won't fit. Right. Uh, and he, but he snaps them off. But you also realize he's had them on for like a day and a half, and at any point he could have taken them off. Right. But it's like, I don't need to make you scared because you being scared leads to you trying to hurt me for not right. doing anything. I have nothing to prove yeah. to any of you people. I know what I can do, and I don't have to prove it to you. By the way, sidebar, in all I've seen interviews he's uh, Alan Richardson has done since then, mm-hmm. that's real. He they, they ask him to do it on chat shows, and he breaks them off well, There have time. been, uh, on Instagram, Side edition and some of those yeah. shows, they show you how to yeah. snap them off if you're kidnapped. Now, if I'm kidnapped, I'm pretty sure I won't remember it, but... Yeah. But I just, I, I like that. It's like, you really could yeah. do it. But, uh, so, but in the police station, that's when we meet the guy that, to me, I love because he's the complete opposite of Reacher. He's a smaller guy in stature, but he's on the same level as Reacher in every other other right. like physicality. And that's Oscar Finley, the the detective. And I, I loved this from the get go. He sits down and he sits uh, him and him and Reacher in this interrogation room, and it's really that thing of you might be bigger and scarier, but you're not getting much past me. And I liked that because it was that first time you see Reacher realize, oh, this guy's not like crooked in any way. He really wants to do everything I want to do. And I, I, you know, I can trust him to do it. Right, and that's the only people he's really against is the crooked people and exactly. the bad people. And once you prove you're a good person, it's like, okay, I'll work with you. And you're right; they prove these intellectual equals, even though physically almost polar opposites. Exactly. Intellectually, they're the same, and it's like, okay. And I think that's why the detective sort of involves him into the uh, the investigation at that point. It's like, okay, I. They both realize we're both honest cops. Yeah. We can work together, even though he keeps giving. Reacher, the the buddy cop sort of grief. Well, but like you said, physical, uh, you know, difference. Yeah. This guy's a little time, but he does. It has one of the funniest lines. All is at the very end of the show, uh, Finley, you know, is down to a muscle shirt, and Reacher looks at him and goes, "Wow, Finley, you're pretty jacked." And Finley goes, "Really?" He goes, "No." Yeah, it's just it, it's great. It's hilarious. Uh, it, it, that's what I liked about it. Is the from what I know, I've read a couple of the books like over the years, and I've seen those movies. There wasn't a lot of lightness in any of that, in, at least in the movies, where it was always very droll, yeah. very serious. This, they had fun with it. Like, you know, Alan Richardson brought light to the character, and he made it where it's it's going to be action, it's going to be suspense, but every once in a while you're going to get a good zinger that's going to kind of lighten right. the world up for To you. show that he's smart. He's not just a big yeah. ox guy beating people up. He's He is quick-witted. He's a very smart guy. He figures out... He starts putting the mystery together rather quickly, yeah. along with the detective. They're putting it together, trying to figure out who they can trust, who can't they trust. And if they can't trust you or know they can trust you, you're sort of on the outside until you earn your way in, which I also thought was kind of cool. I, yeah, I, I enjoy that. The, the thing for me, uh, not to switch too much here, but the thing for me that you kind of lost, man, is the next character, Roscoe, the deputy who's there. I liked the character. She was fun. She was enjoyable. I just felt like it was first episode. She's very snappy, very, this is my job. You're not going to stop me from doing my job. Very hardworking. By episode two, it was like, how long until we're going to start dating each other? And I was like, 
No, he's he's a wanderer. All you're doing is setting up this one, like, this quick little romance, right? And then it's going to end because he's not going to stay. You can't have nine seasons of him in Margrove. Right. It's not well, work. I felt like number one that was in the book because I remember reading okay. this book. And number two, it felt like uh, all right, we got this big giant guy. And he's going to take his shirt off a lot. That'll get the female audience interested. We've got sort of an action thing, but we need something else. Like, oh, a little romance. That'll bring in a little more of the ladies. That'll give them a love interest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I was like, well, it was okay. I felt kind of like you. This felt shoehorned in a little bit, but only because you're right. It's like, he's a wanderer. He's leaving town in two days. So clearly we're going to have a romance here so that we can have a tearjerker goodbye. But it also, it also you, you set that precedent for me. It's not because they've already been approved for season two. And yeah. it's like, this is probably a show that if they can do it right, I'm not saying it goes for 10 years, but it, it could be a five, six years. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of stories to tell, but it's like. No matter what, are, is there going to be a romance now? And every, he's going to go from town to town, falling in love with these women and then leaving again. It's like you 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 set a precedent. I think you make it better if if there is like a, a cliffhanger season where you maybe can do two seasons yeah. of the same story. Now you give him a romance because it's going to be two years as opposed to ten episodes where he's going to meet yeah. the person, fall in love, big drama. We resolve it, but I'm not staying. And it's like, okay. Or the person falls in love and then we, she has to die. And then yeah. we have to solve that mystery. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, nah, there's a lot of things to do with it. This just felt like a, sort of an introduction to the character and mm-hmm. how it's going to go. And it's like, okay, he's a wanderer. He's not going to get tied down. And, you know, he's going to solve mysteries where he goes. He's like, you know, a giant-sized matlock or something. The thing <laughs> I did like, though, and I, I, they could do this, they could not do it. But they introduce uh, former colleagues of his that he worked with. In his past. Yeah. I kind of feel like what they did now with Roscoe and Finley is they made it so these people will come back again because he's never going to leave a, a resource behind. If he, if he feels yeah. like one of these guys can help him, you know what, I, I'm in, you know, Washington or I'm in Seattle and I'm trying to solve this crime. You know who could help me? Finley. Give him a call. Yeah, he get shows him on up. The next flight. And it's a good way to keep those characters it, in the mix, too. You're not going to have them playing different characters in every season. Like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. Nope, yeah. never met before. My name's, you know, yeah. Tom Jones. So <laughs> I, I like it for that. They, they've, yeah. they, they're building a world, basically. It's a very early stage. But I do like it for that. Uh, the thing for me that, it, I, and I get they have to do it because they're setting up things. I felt like the flashbacks were just kind of, they come out of nowhere and they would to me i feel like if you're gonna do a flashback that flashback helps pertain to what's going on i feel like some of the flashbacks they were just trying to say oh by the way reacher got in a fight at one point it's like i don't understand some of the flashbacks and how they pertain to i felt the a little bit time. like they were character character building okay and to let you know he's not just he didn't decide i'm leaving the army and now i will travel the world and, and do right i felt like they were trying to show you this is who he's been all along and if it's even if it seems like it's wrong, if it's the right thing to do, he's the guy that will stand up and do it. You know, mm-hmm. even what his brother was protecting him. Some of that stuff I felt like, well, that's just telling me he's always been this way. This is who he is. So you can sort of expect him to always be this way. <clears throat> you know, like walking down the street, <clears throat> excuse me, by the barber. He's like, is it vengeance or revenge or justice? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I'm looking for all three. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like that's who he is. <clears throat> Which, by the way, the barber just a very quiet character on the show, but he yeah. was kind of great because it was it was another one of those people where he can sense the good people 
and notice yeah. who they are pretty pretty quick because this guy goes from being hey can you give me a shave to we're going to hide in your basement we're going to use that as headquarters because he knows this guy's not rolling this guy doesn't have allegiance to the bad side right. or he's not in the bad side's debt and it's like this is someone I can trust and I liked it he was kind of a fun little comedic relief person yeah and it really worked yeah, well yeah and he wasn't him. in a ton of it he only saw no. him like maybe three times in all eight episodes yeah which you're right that's all you need He's he's somebody to help. Here's why he's helping, and then we move on, and you get a couple of witty comments out of him. Exactly. I and like I said, the flashbacks were good because like they were setting up a world. It's just a couple times in there, they'd be right in the middle of it, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're in the, you're in the middle of the story. And it's like, oh, now we're going on back. Yeah, and, I understand. And they flash back to tell you. And I get what they were doing as they were building him up. They were building it up to show, like you said, he's going to do the right thing, whether whether it's you know a minimal thing or a big thing, like his brother helping him. Yeah. And no spoilers, his brother does play a big part in this series, or in this right. season, in, in many different ways. But, it, like, his brother helping him. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not letting you take the fall for something I did, even though I know I'm not wrong. And and if you look at it in the overarching of the whole thing, you saw the flashbacks of his brother helping him, covering for him, doing for him. The whole show is him returning that and doing this for his brother, yeah. finishing out. It's like, he did this for me, I have to do this for him, which was like, I also felt was kind of like a balance to the whole overall story. Yeah. You know? uh, and uh, to set it up for you, it's a long walk to get there, but to set it up for you, the big thing is he comes to this town, He there, there's been murders in the town, he's suspected of doing them. He kind of very early on proves it wasn't me, it couldn't have been right. me, I wasn't even in this city at the time. And in doing so, he should be free to leave. Finds out, you know, throughout the course of the first couple episodes, there's a reason I have to stay here. Right. And that is, you know, it, it ties in. But also the fact that this town, there's something that's not right. There's this big guy, there's, there's this big family who's running the town. They own all parts of the town. Uh, they're, they're embedded everywhere. And it's like, that can't be the case. This isn't allowed to happen. And it's kind of his way of fixing it and stopping it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's... I mean, it's a it's a basic story. It is, uh, you know. Then it's and it's something you've seen a hundred times. It's the small southern town, and it's terribly corrupt. And here comes the good guy. What I liked about it was there was some of the people in town were good people, and they wanted it to be right. And some of the other people had been bought off. And so I, you know, while it's just your sort of standard sort of story, it had enough new and different aspects to it that I enjoyed. The twists they provided to this basic small corrupt town gets cleaned up by good people sort of vibe, you know, and that was a lot of a lot of it was the twists like sending him to jail Mm -hmm. and him just going to jail mostly so he can question another person and ends up protecting that person. And, you know, these kind of things, uh, it made the plot fit together to me Mm -hmm. and it made the mystery. I never got uninvolved with the mystery. I was always and. Some of it I figured out. Some of it was like, oh, I didn't see that coming, which I always like when it's written well enough that it's like some twists you see coming around the corner and some twists. I had no idea that was going to happen. And you're you're as shocked as the characters on screen are. It's like, I didn't know that was a bad guy. Oh, my yeah. God. You know, 
I, I I don't want to spoil it. I did see one of the main bad guys coming down the road to like oh, yeah. early on. But uh, you mentioned the prison scene, and that's actually something I wanted to touch on because that to me had two of the best scenes in the show. Obviously, the the bathroom big brawl. Yes. that's what you want. You want to see Reacher take on eight guys and you know basically not even get a scratch on him. That was the big scene. If you haven't seen the show, you need to watch it. Just for that scene alone kind Absolutely. of goes. Yeah, that's worth it. The other one is in the prison scene is when they're in the room. And some guys come in and try to intimidate the person he's there to kind of question and get information out of. And Reacher jumps down off his bunk. And in a matter of seconds, it shows you I am a nice person, but I don't always have to be nice. And it shows you how fast he can go violent. He looks at the guy and says, you have three seconds to leave or your friends will have to drag you out of here. And he never gets to three. Yeah. And in a matter of seconds, the guy's down, out, done for. And he turns and looks at the guy that he's meant to be getting information from and goes, no one will hurt you as long as I'm as long as long yeah. I'm here. And it's like, see, that's the thing. He knows this guy might be bad in some way. He's not a bad person. Yeah, I'm and he's got information you. I need. And until I know he's a bad person, I'm not going to treat him like a bad person. I'm just going to treat him sort of. He gets treated sort of indifferently mm-hmm. until he realizes he's sort of a pawn in this overarching game. Yeah. What I liked about that was when he, the main uh, prisoner that comes in and that he squares off with after he just cold cocks him and knocks him out. He makes the other guys, uh, you owe him some glasses. Yeah. And he makes the, one of the other guys take off his sunglasses and hand it to him, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which is like, he's cowed them now. Nobody's going to mess with him. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you know, and, but he's still not, he's not going to beat them all up. No. If they walk away. If you walk away, we'll be I'll okay. I'll give you a fair shake, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it was another great part of showing this is a man who has tremendous restraint and can be you know, a good person, but oh, by the way, if you give him a reason to be angry, yeah. it's not going to go well for anyone. Yeah, if you don't start it, there's not going to be any. Yeah. But if you start it, well, we have to stand here like the, the scene at the hotel where there's four guys and he's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, well, I'm going to have to break three of your arms. And then, well, there's four of us. Goes, Somebody's got to drive to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, which is like, to me, is like, well, that may be the best line in the whole series. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then proceeds to do it when they attack him. Yeah. And but they attack him. The thing, I, <laughs> what I think is great, too, and I don't know if you noticed this, the man had one move that worked effectively every time. He headbutted everyone yes. in this show, which I thought was great. But it, like you said, yeah, the, someone's got to drive to the hospital. He beats up three of the, the fourth guy. I know where the hospital is. Yeah. is phenomenal. Or in the, in the bathroom, he takes off the sunglasses and he goes, if you knew what was about to happen in here, you'd leave. Yes. Full he, well saying, get out of here or it's not going to end well. And he never, through the all eight episodes, he never started a fight. No. But he always stood there until it was finished, which is like what I was taught my whole life. Don't start a fight. But if a fight starts, you stand there, win or lose, until the fight's over. Yeah. You don't walk away from it. Exactly. And I, I, I enjoyed that he's a tough guy, but he's not a tough guy. He doesn't walk around being a badass and, uh, you know, he's just a guy. And if you talk to him, he's just a normal guy. He's very smart, even though he's this giant guy that everyone assumes is just a muscle-bound Hulk. And that's what I kind of liked about it is, like, he is tough. He can fight. He can do this. He doesn't want to. He's smart enough to know if I can get it done without doing that, that's the way to go. That's my. That's his option of last resort is fighting and violence. But once it's open, it's like, no, we're going to have to go all the way, like breaking yeah. the arms and the five guys in the in the prison bathroom, which 
maybe the best fight scene I've seen in 10 years. It, it was great. It really was. I looked at it, and again, I'm entering into Brian's holy grail now, so this could, <laughs> this could have backlash. But this is how I looked at it, as you're describing it. He's Superman in a way. He can win every fight. Yeah. He knows he can win every fight, but he doesn't fight. Unless he has to, he does the right thing and protects the people. Knowing full, or, let me put it away. He's better this way. He's younger Superman. Yeah. He knows he can win no matter what. Does like, not no matter what, but he, he knows he'll win. But he chooses not to fight because there's no reason to hurt innocent people. Yeah. I.e. the opening diner scene, right. unless it's absolutely necessary, and even then, it's very rare that he deems it necessary. Yeah, it's you're right. That's the Superman analogy is a good one because he knows what his abilities are. He knows what he can do. But, like you said, I'm not going to hurt somebody that I don't have to hurt. If you will listen to what I'm telling you, like the guy in the opening scene, he didn't say a word, but he knows, if I don't do this, this man is going to do something to me. And then he backs off. Yeah. It's like, yes, that's a, to me, that's a Superman thing. I'm going to, I'm going to lead by example. And if you listen to me and you'll do the right thing, then there won't be any problem. But once the wrong thing is done and you're going to push for that, I'm going to have to stand between you and whatever your objective is and say, yeah. nope, you're doing wrong. So you're right. There is a great Superman analogy there, even though, you know, it's it's all, all sort of a military thing yeah. with him. Oh, I'm glad that worked out. I was afraid that could have <laughs> gone down a rabbit. All right. We've done enough veiling over yeah. and not trying to give away too much while still giving yeah. away enough. So I have to ask. It's up for season two. What, what's a good season two for you? They, 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 you know, like you've said, something for you that's key, which I agree with, is story. Give me a good story. Yeah, the mystery and, is absolutely you, key. You got me. So, what's a good story for you? What do we need for season two that it's going to bring you in where you're going to say they didn't just carbon copy season one and, and you know recreate? I think on some level though, you have to do that. There has to be to an extent. There has to be. I think you could make it a bigger city. Okay. You know, maybe instead of the small town, which is, you know, you don't want to do that. So maybe like a Chicago or a New York and there's something going on there. But it doesn't have to be like to the ends of government. Like this was right to the top of the government in the small town. Take down the that, vice president or something. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do that. Or or bring back something out of his past that is haunting him, something from the military, you know, somebody from the military who was like the reverse of him and a bad guy and then some uh, that yeah. was going to be mine is uh, like he even says that it, like at some point he gets out of the military because he he let the anger get above him and he right. took out people that he wasn't supposed to. that's what i'm looking for more is i want to see it, it's kind of what they tried to do with the 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 bad guy's son who was the crazy kid yeah. and all that. they almost tried to make him be that like what if what if Reacher becomes unhinged? This is what it would kind of look like without really yeah. being able to do it. I want that. Not not an unhinged guy, but someone who maybe he he stumbled across in his past or he has a history with, and this person got out of the military same as him, but instead of doing the right thing, he went. I know how to win fights. I'm gonna go win yeah. fights in the play. Like, like you said, go to Chicago or or Houston or Seattle or something. Yeah. And a big a bigger city gives you more opportunity to have more people involved. Yeah. Like this was like you knew sort of who the bad guys were when they're quickly. introduced. Yeah. It wasn't this would chess, be it was checkers in a lot of ways. You yeah. Knew, you knew who Exactly. Was you move it from checkers to chess and make it a bigger board with more players who then you can throw more MacGuffins in there. I don't know if this is a good guy or a bad guy. I don't exactly. know who to trust and not to trust. I think that's a better way to go. But as long as the story's still good, mm -hmm. and the writing's still good, 
and the action. Like this to me, when when Bev and I sat down to watch it, she's like, "What is like? This is like John Wick, only with a plot." It's like, to me, John Wick was like, you killed my dog, now I must kill all of you. And he just yeah. it's just a, an extended chase fight scene. This had those moments, but there's still a story to involve me. The mystery of who's this. And, <clears throat> excuse me, every time I thought, oh, well, that's the bad guy, something would happen. I was like, well, he's not the bad guy anymore. What? Who's the bad guy now? And I, it took me a while to figure it out. I mean, I, was like, I knew who the bad guy was, but I wasn't thinking... He was the top bad guy, top you know. Guy, I thought yeah. he was sort of an ancillary guy. I was like, oh, so if you can keep me engaged with the story, but still give me that action, because you know, with this guy, I got to see the fight scenes. I got to oh, see yeah. the action. I, I'm going to be happy with anything, you know. By the way, John Wick was the other comparison I was going to make to yeah. him if Superman didn't work, because it's that same thing. Wick knows he can win the fight every time, but he chooses to go his own path. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone kind of thing. But I agree with you. The John Wick stories, are, the action is phenomenal. You get all the action you want. Oh, yeah. But it is a very basic story of, yeah. like, you, you killed my you dog. You killed my dog. Now I must kill no. all of you. And it's like, you know, even my wife, we watched it one weekend, and she went, so why is he killing these people? It's like, they killed his dog. She, all 142 of these people killed his dog. <laughs> it's like, and I think they knew the one guy, but it's some sort of, you know, guilty by association. <laughs> I don't know, have you seen all three John Wicks? Yes, I, I have. So Aaron made a good side note to it is in the third one. He goes and sees Halle Berry and Halle Berry has two dogs. Yes. One of the dogs gets shot. It doesn't yeah. die, but it gets right. shot. Aaron goes, oh, crap, they shot the dog. Here comes four more movies. <laughs> like, like now Halle Berry's got to yeah. kill a bunch of people. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know. Sorry, long, long detour yeah. to get back to a, a certain spot. Uh, I agree with you. Give me a good story. Give me something where, like, where I, like you said, I, I watch it and I don't immediately go, "Oh, that's a bad guy. Oh, that's a good guy." Like, give me that, like, give me that surprise twist where maybe it is someone he's working with. He's working with, like we said, someone from his past that he thinks he can trust. That you know, and then you get through, and you realize, oh, wait, wait, he's the. He's one of the bad guys, and he has been this whole time, and he, he's kind of been helping Reacher, but not right. really helping Reacher. Like one of the characters in this was, who you thought was on their side, and turned out he was against them the whole time, exactly. and it was like, oh, and you sort of suspected it, and then you went, no, no, I no. was wrong about this, and then, wait a minute, maybe I'm right, no, I'm wrong. They made you doubt what you thought, and it's like, that to me is good good writing with good characters, with good acting. It's like, mm -hmm. I cared about the detective that helped him. I cared about Roscoe, the deputy. Yep. Like, even though she felt like sort of an add-on, even the, and the side characters, the other deputies who you were sure about and then weren't sure about, you actually, you got to know them enough that it's like, okay, wait, they can't be this guy. He seems like a good guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, as long as you have characters you can identify with and that are likable, I think you got that goes a long way. Like I liked, you liked Jack Reacher the minute he squared off with the guy that was abusing his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, and he was like, okay, I know who he is. He's a good person, and he just wants a piece of pie. And the whole show just ended up, I just want a piece of pie. And then I, I wanted a piece of pie when it was over. That's his dead dog. He just wants the pie. He is just like John Wick. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he goes to the Grand Traverse Pie Company. Ah. And oh, next episode's in Traverse City. Oh, my gosh. The marketing. Uh, no, and... Yes, I agree. Like you got to give me characters that, like, and, and that's what they did well in this season that they need to do in next season. Yeah. Give 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 us a couple characters we can relate with, we can root for, right. we want to see help. And I think that's why Roscoe worked is because in that scene when he's standing in the prison in the 
the court or the house, the jail, the prison. Yeah. He's got he's got the restraints on. There are five cops around him. Four of the five look petrified to be anywhere near him. And then there's Roscoe who's talking to him like he's a four year old. Yeah. Because she goes, Yeah, you're big. You're scary. That's not going to stop me from doing what I got to do. Right. She's tougher than everybody else in that room, including him in a lot of ways. And you sort of liked her because of that. You went, Okay, she's not intimidated by him. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. And she became likable because. She also wasn't going to just assume he was guilty. Exactly. Everybody else just assumed he was guilty and going to beat them up. She was like, no, until I know what's going on. And I, it, it was just it was good writing. Yeah. The whole thing was just excellent writing. Well, if you can't tell, in a year or so, there will probably be a review of Jack Reacher Season 2, because we're a fan of this show, and I'm excited for it. Well, I, I, we, we literally sat down and was like, well, let's see what this is. Yeah. I've heard good things. Eight hours later, it's like, oh, my God, I've been sitting on the couch for eight hours, and my feet are asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I found out it because of my uh, my father-in-law down in Texas for uh, a little while and hanging out with him, and he's like, he asked me what I was watching, and I was like, ah, I'm just going through old shows that I've seen a thousand times. Look, he's like, he's like, I just watched the show Reacher in about like a week, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I know who Reacher is, and I saw who they cast and all that. It's like, I couldn't really decide on it. He goes, he goes, it's good. I'm watching it for the second time already. I'm like... You got me. And I, I went home, settled in, and turned it on one day when I, you know, when Brian wasn't making me be here all night <laughs> and watched watched it. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is really good. It's a good story. It's a lot of fun. So as soon as I found out they were on for season two, I was like, can you make that quick, please? That's, <laughs> we were talking about the show about Jack, or before the show about Jack Ryan. I love that show. It was so good, so well done. You would never think Jim from The Office could be yeah, a tough this guy. guy. But. It's also been like three year, two or three years since season two. Obviously, COVID and all that made it tough, but it's like, I need season three. Like, give me season three, please. I'm ready for it. And that's something Amazon is doing great is they're giving you good stories, stories you would never think of, and they're doing it in the right way. So season two of Reacher, I know it's still probably a year or two away. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Give it to me. Yeah. But if you wait too long, you know, then you sort of lose your taste and you're on to the next thing. Yeah. That's what... If you get a good show like this, this is the, probably the problem with streaming is that you do just sit down and now the, one episode's done. You go, well, you want to do another one? Yeah, let's see where this is going. And then the next, oh, yeah, I got to see where this is going. Where if you wait week to week, it stretches it out long enough to give them more time to put stuff together. But it's just one of those, like, I, I if you wait too long... You're gonna lose. You're me. gonna have to really hook me hard when yeah. you come back because you, you, Walking Dead lost me waiting too long between seasons. Well, but I don't even know because I, for at least for the boys, that came out week to week. Amazon didn't just dump yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what they'll do for Reacher. If they'll just dump it or if it'll be week to week. Right. Maybe they know they can get people more if it is a week to week. But then you also have those people who go, all right, I'll see you in eight weeks. I'll watch it all. That's usually which, me. Which I usually yeah. I usually wait. That's what we're doing right now. So yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a phenomenal show. I'm excited for the next season. Whenever that comes, uh, and oh yeah, can't recommend story. it highly enough. Oh, Anybody is like, if you like, if you like action, told everybody I know, and and you get your wife to watch it because he takes the shirt off every episode. Yeah, well, that might be the hook for her if she ever <laughs> if she ever actually listens to this show. She'll have two people that uh, you know verify it for her. So uh, that's you've been watching the Reacher edition. Again, cannot wait for the next season. No. Uh, Brian Morton, appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm Eric Dorsch, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah.